0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the So We Speak podcast. This is Cole Fakes, and I'm joined by Terry Fakes for a special Friday, five-year anniversary episode of the So We Speak podcast.
1: Congratulations on five years of uh,
0: informing the world. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to talk a little bit about what it is we're trying to do, but reflecting on in the month of June, we've been celebrating on social media and we've we've had some great videos of different people on our team talking about what So We Speak is meant to them. Um, we're doing a big giveaway at the end of this month. I think if you're listening to this on Friday, I think this week you will have seen our giveaway. We're actually going to give away all the books that we're doing in this current podcast series, books that have influenced us. I think there's 16 total books in that. So it's a giant book giveaway to celebrate our Fifth birthday. And uh, we just wanted to take a minute to thank everybody who's listened, who's watched, who's read, who's supported us, and just talk a little bit about the ministry. Where did we come from? We've grown tremendously in the last year. So I'm sure we have some people that are wondering, you know, what is this all about and who are these guys? And so we thought we'd take a minute and just talk a little bit about the ministry.
1: Yes, I remember very clearly the vision that when you first uh, brought this up and And had a vision to inform the world uh, without being conformed. And that idea of Christians being in the world and how can we stay informed about what's going on without being conformed, without those ideas taking root in our mind. And that was a really powerful vision for me when you communicated that. And I thought, exactly, that's exactly what I'm seeing in my pastoral work and my discipleship work that needs to happen. It's such a compelling world of ideas out there that many Christians are not well-equipped to know how to deal with the events and the movements and the ideas in the world. So that's probably the first great epiphany for me was, yes, we need something that will uh, inform Christians without conforming, without them being conformed.
0: Yeah, the, the vision in some ways was born out of two little episodes. And it's funny to look back in hindsight at anything like this, because you see how small steps end up accumulating into something that you wouldn't have necessarily thought of at the beginning. And uh, the the two things were, first of all, when I left Crossings Community Church in Oklahoma City, one of the things that was a a major downside to that was we had gotten to work together pretty closely on the Wednesday night classes. When I was there Mm -hmm. doing adult education, you were teaching the largest Wednesday night class. We got to brainstorm on ideas for the series and different ways to equip people on that platform on Wednesday nights. And whether it was that or Sunday morning, Sunday school, we just, we just got to work together a lot, which was really great. Mm -hmm. And um, not working there anymore. I think both of us really wanted to still have some time to get to do that. And so we started kicking around the idea of doing something, a podcast together, teaching Uh some, some kind of ministry that we could both um, continue to talk and collaborate and kick around ideas. And I think that was probably the seed of the So We Speak podcast, which was probably one of the earlier things that we did. The other one is really kind of fascinating in hindsight as a way that how a lot of ideas develop. So it also started when I was at crossings and I was over Sunday school. One of the things that we were doing was we were doing these continuing ed kind of meetings for our Sunday school teachers, just a way of getting dinner together get people together talking, asking questions. I think at that time we had about 50 Sunday school teachers. So we would get together for dinner and and we'd maybe flight about 12 to 15 teachers. And part of the conversation was, you know, what do you need to grow as a teacher? These people are lay teachers. Mm-hmm. They're working a job somewhere else. They're putting together a Sunday school lesson on Saturday afternoon or in the evenings, giving of their time. And, uh, as a pastor, one of the, one of the things that you're really supposed to be spending your time doing is equipping other people to do ministry. It's kind of that Ephesians 411, equip the saints for the work of ministry. And so one of my questions always at these dinners was, what can we do to equip you as a teacher, to be a better teacher, to connect with your people, to see life change. And one of the things we kept getting was, uh, teachers that were saying, you know, we need more help sifting through all the things that people are actually talking about. So it's one thing to go in and teach a lesson from the Bible and study what that passage means. It's it's another thing altogether to be able to apply that to what people are actually thinking and talking about all day, every day. And, and there's an art to this, because on the one hand, you don't want to be reactive To what's going on. You don't want to be, you know, just a a parrot of what's on the news or what you're reading on Twitter. But at the same time, if, if you disconnect from that completely, then you're not giving people that anything that makes a difference in their everyday life. So this was part of the dilemma that these teachers are facing is hey, we want to know what's going on. We want help with applying the Bible to real life, but in a way that doesn't just sound like everything else that people are talking about and hearing. So I thought about this and I thought, what what would be a good way to help our teachers do this? And so one of the things I started doing was putting together an email that I sent out once a month that I called the Teacher's Digest. Uh-huh. And effectively, what it was at the time was a couple of articles that had to do with current events, an article on teaching, some uh, teaching skill, how to get better at teaching, and an article on something in the Bible. So an interesting passage or a mm-hmm. sermon that was really helpful. And my goal with doing that was this will be a way to equip them not just to understand their Bible better, but to understand how to apply their Bible to real-life issues. Right. And two, two things happened with that. The first one was the teachers loved it. They loved getting that. They would forward it to other people. They would uh, email me back with questions or comments uh, about it through the weeks. And so I could tell that it was really something that they enjoyed getting something that they uh, were really benefiting from. The other thing that happened was I really liked doing it. So I liked looking for the stuff. I liked typing it up. I liked putting it all together. And it was a great way for me to think critically and Christianly about what I was reading and my intake. So after I leave there, I, I don't have that outlet anymore, but mm-hmm. uh, I've still got this same desire and I still know all these same people. So uh, maybe rightly or wrongly, I guess I'm confessing this five years later, rightly or wrongly, I just took that same email list and I put it into MailChimp and I started writing the weekly speak. And my goal with the weekly speak was just to do exactly what I'd been doing with this same group of people, but just make it every week and make it a little bit longer. And, uh, so that was really the core. I think there were about 25 or 30 people that said, yeah, I'd love to continue to get these in the, at the very beginning. And then that's where our list grew to now almost a thousand people get it on a weekly basis. And, uh, it's something that I've really enjoyed doing now, you know, 250 weekly speaks later, it's changed a little bit over the last five years. And it looks a little bit different now than it did then, but, That was where it was really born of that, just that little desire to help Sunday school teachers. Now there's, you know, like I said, a a lot of people who are getting it each week and uh, still get great feedback and comments and people emailing and asking questions and sending articles. And the, the dialogue part of it is something I really like. And now we've taken that to the next level where on Instagram, if you're following us on Instagram, every week we pick one of those stories, put it out. I'll say a little blurb about it. People will read it. And they'll send in comments or we'll put a poll up or a question and answer Mm -hmm. and people are engaging that way. And I I think that dialogue piece is something really important in talking about current events is it's not just it's, it's one thing to consume, but it's another thing to have to actually have a conversation with it. And that matches real life experience. And so I'm always looking for ways that the weekly speak part of So We Speak can move beyond just you know an email newsletter and into a dialogue about things that really matter things that people are really talking about and uh, so every year or so every 6 months or so we're taking a new step to try and make that happen you know the weekly speak is a
1: prodigious effort on your part and people are always amazed at how widely read you are week in and week out the email which I'll just remind everyone So We Speak is a 501c3 charitable organization that's funded by donations. And so things like the Weekly Speak, there's no charge for that. You just sign up and every Monday you'll get that email or get on Instagram and look at the articles. But it is the best curated list of information from a Christian point of view that I've seen. You and I both follow a number of lists. Uh, You have Axios and Politico. Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Financial Times, almost everyone does some kind of digest. And we you quickly realize that everyone's doing that from their own point of view. And there's a spin, not just a spin on the opinion, but what gets included in that. I think the Weekly Speak is unique in that it is a, a very intellectually honest document that curates this from a Christian point of view, so that you really can be informed about what's going on in the world. And you get it from primary sources. This isn't a talking head opinion piece. This is links to the the best information out there. That alone, Cole, I think is one of the most valuable things that So We Speak does. And you can see that exploding in growth, because when people get that, they realize that in just a 10 minute period of reading that each week, they can be better informed than they ever thought they could be.
0: Well, that's always been my hope for it. And I think that is true based on what we get back. And, you know, to your point, one of the one of the decisions we made really early in So We Speak was we were going to rely on people's generosity and donations to fund the ministry. And secondly, that meant we were not going to engage in ads or anything like that. Now, uh, right. what we've always been open to is if somebody like Crossway wanted to sponsor our podcast, we'd totally be open to that. But what I'm against is you're never going to be on So We Speak's website uh, and get a pop up ad or have things right. blinking on the side or you can barely load the page because there's so many spam things going on that we are we're right. we just don't we, we don't like that. We don't want to get involved with it. We think if, if the content is good, people will support it. And uh, that has always been true. Every year, we've had more people say, this is something I want to get behind. I want more people to get this content. I want more people to read it, see it, start new projects, do video, do whatever uh, you have to do to creatively get good Christian worldview content into people's pockets, on their screens, wherever they are. Uh, Let's get it out to as many people as we can. And I think one of the things that's really important about that is there's several different approaches to current events, and the, the one that we tend to take is that you need to know what's going on so that you can talk about it in a way that is rooted in your Christian worldview. So, um, some early on, one of the principles that we or one of the maxims that we talked about is being principled as opposed to being partisan. So we have a lot of partisan media in our world on every side of the political spectrum. Right. And I would define partisanship as towing a party line. You have some kind of um, ideological allegiance where you're going to side with a group uh, independent of what the issue is. And um, we see this degenerating into all kinds of nasty dialogue in our country. Uh, we see people that are a lot more concerned of having you know, the same enemies as they do the same you know, take on something or the same core principles. Right. But to be principled means that you approach each issue, no matter who's in favor or opposed to it based on your, um, internal compass, based on the things Mm -hmm. that you really believe. And so, We've said from the very beginning that what's interesting is Christians who are largely identified in the United States with the Republican Party should actually lie somewhat perpendicular across the political spectrum. Because we're not on the political spectrum in terms of a partisan loyalty. We approach these issues from the principles that we read in Scripture. And uh, there's difficulty in applying age-old principles of Scripture onto current events. Um, It can be fraught with uh, finding yourself in one group one day and in another group the other day. But that's actually the most consistent way to be a Christian in the Western world is to say, you know what, we're going to go by what we think are biblical principles. Mm -hmm. And uh, whoever that pits us with, that's fine. We can have we can definitely um, Mm -hmm. find ourselves in coalitions and being allies with certain groups. Uh, But at the end of the day, our allegiance is not to any of those groups. Our allegiance is to the scriptures and ultimately to whom the scriptures point to God. And uh, so so that's the approach that we've always tried to take is um, we've gotten, we've definitely gotten feedback from all over the political spectrum of encouragement and uh, of opposition. And and probably that's a sign that you're doing some things right. Of course, I don't really think a lot about that as we're putting things out, but probably that's an indication that uh, you're not being partisan, you're being principled. The other, the other principle that we start off with is one that I know that you utilize in your teaching, and that is the, the, uh, the principle of steel manning arguments instead of straw manning arguments. Maybe talk a little bit about that and mm-hmm. how it's played a role in So We Speak.
1: Yes, I think that's one of the foundational principles is I think as a matter of integrity, uh, if you're going to argue with someone You need to cast their argument in the strongest possible terms. It's very popular to build what are called straw men, meaning you'll construct the argument and then you'll knock it down. Well, needless to say, the temptation is to construct a a simple, weak, or shallow argument for the other side. The problem with that is, is it it gets into this partisan world, and that is, I only tell you the things that will support the point of view that I want you to adopt. And that fundamentally lacks integrity. If you're willing to say, I'm going to tell you why people believe this, I'm going to give you the best of that argument. Now I want to speak biblically about that argument. I think at that point, you actually equip people to go interact with the world. The first approach with the straw man equips you to go yell at the world. The steel man equips you to go speak with the world. One of the things I like about the weekly speak, for example, is that you a lot of the sources that you cite are not Christian. They simply are the best sources to describe the issue. And I think that's important to let people express their arguments in their own terms so I think the steel man idea is foundational to so we speak is it's a matter of integrity as well as a matter of equipping Christians to speak with the culture.
0: Hmm. Yeah. The weekly speak is where, so we speak started. And then pretty quickly after that we added the podcast and uh, I didn't look before this as to how many podcast episodes we have. Um, there's a lot. <laughs> there's, there's enough that uh, we're way past the, limit on your feed on Spotify and Apple and other podcast platforms to where our old, if you want to access a lot of our old episodes, you have to go to our Podbean page, which is our hosting company that has all of our episodes. Uh, so for example, we, you know, we went through every book of the Bible and did a book overview, but some of those are so old, that they're not on our Apple feed anymore. And so you have to go to, the, to our Podbean site to be able to download those. And, I, and we're, we're, we're working on a project right now to basically put those on our website in a place where everybody can access those, you know, with a search. But uh, it's been a it's been a really fun time doing the podcast, and uh, we've covered a lot of ground on the podcast. Like I said, we've done all 66 books of the Bible. We have talked about a lot of current events. We have talked about the Christian world in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and then we've also featured a lot of different teaching series. So some of our podcasts are just based on what we've been teaching, what we've been reading. And thinking about and uh we'll definitely continue to do podcasts in each of those veins but it's been a fun time doing the podcast together it has
1: so you're you're uh you know i've known you since you were born and you've finally gotten to the point where you're just really interesting to talk to cole uh <laughs> but your your reading is wide and i enjoy uh, talking to you we don't argue very much although neither of us are afraid to uh to clash where we have a slight disagreement. But the point in doing it is for, to help people see how do you think through these things, even things where you don't entirely agree. But I enjoy the podcast a great deal. I enjoy getting to talk to you. Well, let me ask you a couple of questions. First of all, I get asked this
0: quite a bit, but how did you arrive at the name So We Speak? So w- one of the really big influential passages for me in ministry, in fact, I think probably if I were going to pick a passage that most encompasses my vision of what you're doing in pastoral ministry, it would be First Thessalonians 2, 1 through 12. It's a autobiographical part of Paul's ministry. The Thessalonian churches are some of the first that he planted, and right. he didn't get to spend very much time there. So He's, he's writing this letter back to them and he's talking about how they came to them and they preached the gospel to them selflessly they didn't come with any kind of motive or impunity they 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 basically came to give the gospel to them but then he says something really interesting he says therefore since we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel so we speak not to please men but to please God, who tests our hearts, and and that's in First Thessalonians two four, and that phrase encompasses everything I wanted for a ministry. Knowing that we have been approved by God in Christ, entrusted with the gospel, we speak. So we speak as people who have been approved by God and entrusted not to please men, but to please God. Our the reference for our speech is to people, but it's always before God. He is the ultimate. Arbiter and judge of what we say. And later on in that passage, Paul talks about the way that they do ministry. He says, Because we had become affectionately desirous of you, we decided Mm -hmm. to share not just uh, the gospel, but our own lives with you because you become very dear to us. And, And like I said, I just think that passage encompasses everything that you really want in ministry. You want the foundation of being approved by God, speaking before Him, knowing that ultimately His approval is what matters the most. And then at the same time, entrusting your life to other people because they're dear to you. And that's the way that God brings about his ministry in the world is a surefire confidence in him and a relational connection and love for other people. And so, so we speak is kind of a funny name if you think about it, but it just so captured everything I wanted in an approach to Mm -hmm. ministry and culture and current events uh, that I thought this this has got to be it. It's a great reminder of that truth in 1 Thessalonians 2.4 every time I think about it.
1: Well, you know, five years ago, So We Speak uh, started with a lot of volunteer effort. But in the five years, it's now got a number of uh, uh, staff. You've added uh, editors and writers, social media experts, uh, it's it's really a, a much bigger going concern at this point, and reaching out into a lot of different areas. But as you look forward, what are some of the areas you're most excited about? So we speak venturing into.
0: Well, we've developed an incredible team. Um, that you know, when we first started, so we speak on the website side of things, um, just in order to have content, uh, I would not only read and edit. The content, but I would write two or three articles a week for mm-hmm. so we speak, just so we'd have things to put out, uh, r- regardless of whether those things needed to be written or not. I would write them <laughs> and put them out. Now we have a lot of content that needs to be written, needs to be put out. We've got a lot of great writers. Uh, some of our regular writers that people know: Ben Williams and Brittany Prophet, Kaylee Gibson, Lance Ward has written a lot of great articles for us. Sam Hitchcock has come on. We've had Michael McAfee write some articles for us and several others. Um, But we've got a great core of writers on our site. We've got two amazing editors. Kaylee Gibson is our editor-in-chief. She runs that side of things. Um, She's a far better editor than I ever could or would be. And uh, Brittany Prophet, who's kind of our managing editor, she takes everything from its draft form, edited form, and gets it on the website and uh, tags it, makes it look good gets it out to our team. And so the two of them have just been wonderful additions. Our team of writers has been wonderful. Um, we published a book of Ben Williams a couple of years ago, and we actually have a couple of those in the works now for the future. Um, our most recent addition to the team is Sarah Langston. She does our social media. And uh, I've just been so impressed with what she's done. She's she's taken what what I thought was really good content that needed to be amplified. And she's been able to get it out to literally tens of thousands of people more than we were doing on our own. And so uh, you'll notice the look in the last six or eight months. You'll notice the frequency, the consistency, the imagination, the design eye. She's just brought so much to our team. And and like I said, just really a lot of stuff that was really good that more people needed to see from our writers and uh, on our podcast. So uh, in the future, where I see us going is we want to continue to expand. We we want to take a lot of our content and get it out further, get it into more hands. We have been cutting up some of these podcast episodes, especially some of our shorter question and answer that people are really wondering about, putting it out on Instagram. We're engaging mm-hmm. a lot more video content. We've got a couple of books in the works. Um, we have some other projects coming down the pike that are not quite ready to talk about yet. But uh, overall, our, our goal is to continue to offer great content that equips Christians to think Christianly about the world. And that that's actually getting more difficult as we go, because the world around us is getting less Christian. So there's less borrowed worldview that you're seeing in the news and in things that are going on. Uh, you have to actually go back down to the very studs to think about the worldview assumptions and a lot of the things that are going on in our world. So I, I think the need for people to be informed without being conformed is just growing. It's, it's going to get right. harder to be informed about being conformed. And so we're going to have to do more and more to um, help and equip and coach and supplement what's going on in the world with things from a Christian worldview. Absolutely.
1: You know, one of the things I noticed in discipleship in my ministry was you begin, of course, with people, quote, getting saved. In other words, surrendering their lives to Jesus Christ, and that's monumental. And so then they begin to be kind of a sponge, like, what do I do? How do I follow this Lord whom I've now committed my life to and whom I love? And they begin changing their actions. This is kind of how you begin as sort of a toddler, and that's where we all were and sometimes still are, in uh, growing up into Christ, is begin to change actions. But quickly, you go back to your workaday world. You go back into the ideas of our culture that, as you say, have so far diverged from a Christian worldview that you realize that behavior alone is not enough for you to live the Christian life. And so people then mature into desperately wanting to have the mind of Christ. They might not say it this way, but they really want to learn to think Christianly. And you can't think Christianly without thinking biblically, because the mind of Christ has been revealed to us, divinely revealed to us in the scriptures. And so just this zeal for people to get into the scripture, not just to memorize verses, not just to know the Bible trivia, but to really gain the mind of Christ and be able to look at our world the way Christ looks at our world, to be able to have the firm foundation, to be able to confront the damaging and soul-destroying ideas of our world. So I feel like So We Speak and coming along and wanting to address that is how to think Christianly, how to think biblically about your world was a key step that seemed to me to be missing in discipleship in my ministry. And I mm-hmm. think that's a, an important function that So We Speak is trying very hard to fulfill.
0: Yeah, totally agree with that. Well, it's been amazing to think about the last five years and just how God takes little things and grows them and brings in new people and new ideas. And that's our hope and our prayer for the future is that we would continue to uh, put out biblical content that equips Christians to think Christianly about the world, to keep people informed without being conformed. Those are our taglines. And nothing has changed about that in the last five years. In fact, I I think as we've talked about, I, I think that's actually gotten more important in the last five years and uh, I think it'll be more important in the future. So uh, just to close, I want to thank everybody who supported our ministry. I want to thank everybody who listens, who reads, who watches, who engages in any way, and and especially I want to thank our donors. We have so many committed donors who have given monthly from the first day we opened the Patreon account, which we no longer have, to now, and uh, people that you know, for whatever that is, 60 times have given to this ministry and for people that have given one time, people who just listen to a podcast and think, this is great. I want to bless these guys in this ministry. I want to, I want to see this continue. We are so thankful for your support. And, uh, for those of you who want to see this continue and, and don't give, you can give on our website. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, we are a nonprofit, so it's a tax deductible gift. And, uh, the only, the only way we keep this going is through the generous support of people who, Um, decide to give what they have to make sure that we can continue our mission so thanks to everybody and here's to another five years of So We Speak thanks for listening to the So We Speak podcast if you like what you hear go ahead and leave a comment leave a review email us tell us what you like about it tell us what you'd improve about it thanks to all you guys who are listening and we'll see you next week on the So We Speak podcast